0: Search the
1: girls. <laughs> yeah, I, I done enough of that.
2: Hey you old scroungy old alley cat, get out of them garbage cans, ha, ha. You Talking to me, jack How you doing there anyway?
0: Hey man, here we are on the brink of the apocalypse, the eve of destruction so to speak, and I can't think of anything to do. Well, fan son, I'd say you have got a problem, yes. ha ha. But at least you're honest. The revolution can use a man like you. Hey. Hop on. Around.
2: Welcome to They Call This Movie, testing the strength of friendships, one terrible movie at a time. Subscribe to the podcast and iTunes and other podcast services by searching They Call This Movie. We are part of the Main Demi Network, and to find more from us, check out the website at themaindemi.com or on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at the Main We are also now a proud member of Geek Vibes Nation. You can find them at gvnation.com. Welcome back to They Call This Movie. This is Anthony DelVecchio, and with me, as always, is Dan Aquino and Mark Myers. Say hello, gentlemen. Hey, everyone.
1: I apologize right up front. I am currently playing the Super Tuesday drinking game. So if I leave the podcast early, just make sure you don't acknowledge it.
0: <laughs> okay. So now, did someone win Super Tuesday? Is that how it works? Someone. This wins? is not a political podcast, guys. <laughs> I don't know how it works. I, I am desperately trying to derail this podcast from the start because <laughs> this is... This I'm not even going to call this a movie, but they call this, this what well, they call this. A movie. <laughs> I'm not calling it a movie. They can call it whatever they want. I've I call it an abomination. And Anthony gave me a little bit of information last night as I was watching this. And it blew my mind that it's true. It, to me, it's still not true uh, how much this made yep. in terms of revenue. That's really when you figure there's no hope. Like we've been going downhill as a society for ever and this really I feel like this is where it kind of really took that <laughs> swan dive. Right. Anything I could do to stop this, I am all
2: for. <laughs> well, before we get too far into this podcast, we won't beat around the bush too much. This week in theaters is the brand new Pixar film, Onward, kind of a fantasy story that we tried very hard to come up with either a fantasy movie or a Pixar movie or a Disney movie that we were in, that we could do. And we kind of struck out a lot. We were talking maybe do Black Cauldron because that's kind of notorious for the bad years in Disney. And then we even kicked around a couple of of the worst Pixar movies. But then we decided, mostly because it was on Amazon Prime, we decided to sit down this week and watch Fritz the Motherfucking Cat from 1972. Gentlemen, where are you coming from with Fritz the Cat? I think my dad
0: kicked me out of the room to watch this film at one point when I was a kid, but I can't. It was either that or heavy metal. Okay, I feel like it's probably heavy metal. I think so, too. But I think I watched a little bit of heavy metal, but I'm I'm almost positive. I was in my old townhouse. I was really young and this came on and my dad just like he kicked me out, like legit gave me the boot. You know (laughs) what I mean? (laughs) Just like get out of here. And I don't I don't know how that makes me feel about my dad like he did he obviously did the right thing of kicking me out but i i don't like that he watched it potentially (laughs) nothing about this is a good thing there's i don't think there's any positive outcomes to when you watch this right it's just all it's It's a feel bad movie in 1972 (laughs) that's an understatement this (laughs) this thing was i don't know how we advanced after this i really don't i'm i'm yeah. all right Mark yeah, so
1: I didn't put two and two together when you uh, was first talking about doing this movie and then you posted that thing on Twitter saying the the rating system thing with everything being severe. Sure. On IMDb. And I was like, oh, did he pick another movie? Couldn't be talking about the animated movie he wanted to do this week. Within the first five minutes, I was like, ah, this might be a mistake. But the whole thing with with this movie, it was just I wasn't around at the time or had more intimate knowledge of the time period it's trying to satire that I might have understood how this did as well as it did. But, yeah, it was a complete just just baffled and slightly uncomfortable at times throughout this entire movie
2: sure had either of you kind of you know as dan mentioned he might have almost seen it um when he was a kid but did you have like a peripheral knowledge of the movie
1: not at all the closest i came was my my mom had asked me what movie we were doing and i mentioned it and she was like i think i heard of that and in my head just like dan's it's like oh god i hope not
0: I yeah, I, I I had heard of this movie and I know I had known its reputation as being filthy. No but again, it's like 1972, right? So my my parents were born in the 50s, so they definitely were old enough to see this. And then it's just like there's a real possibility that they went and saw this in the theater, especially right. with the, how much money it made. Yeah, there's a strong possibility, and that's just hugely disappointing. <laughs> That's awful Yeah, Uh, I'd rather have walked in on them doing it Than know (laughs) that they were Watching this movie
2: I I don't really know Where my peripheral knowledge of this movie was I guess going through film school You kind of start going through Wormholes about A whole bunch of different uh, Rabbit holes I should say Of different movies and counterculture Movies of the time And then you read up on this shit But I've never seen it before till this this week yeah it's it's the most culturally important movie we've ever covered we'll say that culturally significant at the very least it's the first x-rated animated film ever made as dan had mentioned it So it's US box office was twenty-five million, but worldwide Fritz the Cat made ninety million dollars on a budget of seven hundred thousand. So this is an absolute box office smash hit. Everybody got paid with this movie.
1: My thought is like showing a person that's in current like Gen Z in their preteens right now when they get older, showing them like Team America Mm -hmm. and them being, I could see them being just as baffled as to why that was as popular as it was.
2: Before we get too far into this this episode, I just kind of wanted to have a little disclaimer here. There are a lot of very serious themes in this movie. And we're going to do our best to come at it with a light of not glorifying the awful, yeah. reprehensible depictions of women, of African-American people. And it's gonna—it's not gonna be easy. We're going to—we're gonna take this with kid gloves, and I think we're going to do our best to be sensitive to a lot of the themes and a lot of the—the the, the movie here. But we might fuck up. We're gonna hope that we don't. But we appreciate if you constructively tell us that we fucked up, so we can do better the next time. We're just trying to cover this movie as best we can. Fritz the Cat, directed by Ralph Bakshi. And you might know that name from his other films, Wizards, Heavy Traffic, the Lord of the Rings film, animated movie, and Cool World. There's also another one that I will not name because it's uh, pretty close to being another reprehensible name for a movie. This is obviously based on the comic strip from Robert Crumb. Started in 1965. Showed up in Zap Comics where it kind of became like this huge underground hit It stars the voices of Skip Hinnant, Rosetta LeNoir, who is the grandmother from *Family Matters*, John McCurry, Judy Engels, Phil Suling, and Ralph Bakshi himself has a voice in this movie. He's the narrator, right? No, he was one of the cops. Uh, Oh. I don't know which one. Has an IMDb score of 6.3 and a Rotten Tomato score of 58%. What? Yeah.
0: 58.
2: Right there in the middle. Everything about this is just blowing my mind. Yeah.
0: <laughs>
2: this is an obviously a satire. I think the satire 48 years later is a little lost on a new generation. I don't know if it played very well in 1972 coming at it from somebody that is trying to meet this movie halfway. I don't, I don't know what the overall message kind of is a little cloudy, This movie has one effective scene, and we'll get into it, where the point and the message is clearer, and then it kind of, because this is, narratively, it's episodic. There are three major stories in this, so I don't think there's a cohesive kind of overall message in it, other than Fritz the Cat might be the worst protagonist in the history of film. He is the most unlikable. Yes. He doesn't learn a fucking lesson. And he's just a piece of shit.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And he is the least perceptive character.
2: And I think that's the point. Yeah. I think he represents a characterization of 1960s white college kids that are progressive left. And Ralph Bakshi decided to take him to task, those kinds of people to task in this movie. I don't know to what cause, like I said, I think there's moments in this movie where he makes a point that is a valid point, but is muddled by reprehensible depictions of minority characters. That kind of are two forces that are working against each other to kind of come away with something that is, is meaningful. The the one thing I
0: noticed, I don't know uh, of our listeners who have seen any Ralph Bakshi movies, he has a very unique animation style Mm -hmm. especially with lord of the rings did he i think he also did the hobbit didn't he um i'm not sure i'm not sure i thought he did but the way he depicts certain characters sometimes they're all black and you just see their eyes and it carries over into uh fritz but i always thought with even cool world his art is is very different from say disney or who, who, DreamWorks or whoever was being in the animation game. With Fritz, I, I felt like a, an amateur artist was doing this movie. Everything mm-hmm. is v- like the colors aren't very, they, they don't pop. Everything's very drab. And it, it just didn't reflect. I don't know if it was the point that he was trying to come across that it's the 70s in New York, which was real shitty. And I yeah. get that. But it just, I can't remember any of the the background. Really, everything just kind of blends together, except for there's one scene where it's really horrific and the city is like burning. Yeah. But other than that, I I didn't get a feel for a Ralph Bakshi movie here. I don't know what they were trying to. I don't know what he was doing, really.
2: Sure. And I think there might be some production reasons for that. $700,000. So the money did not go far. This is his first feature film. And they cut some corners in order to try and get the costs down. I know, I think they said they didn't do pencil tests. So all the timing and everything like that was a guess more than anything else. Okay. So that could be the reason for it. Just to answer a point, Hobbit was done by Rankin Bass.
0: the got oh.
2: behind Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer and the like. I, I think, you know what's weird?
0: So I think Ralph Bakshi did The Fellowship of the Ring and The Two Towers, and then I think Rankin Bass did The Return of the King. If, I, I can't remember where I heard that, but it sounds familiar. I, anyway, it's just a little point of trivia, but it just didn't feel like a Ralph Bakshi movie to me. Has anyone big covered
2: this movie before? Like in terms of like Red Letter Media? or Yeah, uh, yeah. like How did this so. get
0: made? I don't believe so. Fucking cowards. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're here. Uh, yeah, I wonder if Nostalgia yeah, Critic ever did.
1: We should just spend the rest of the movie just calling out other podcasts instead of talking about
0: this movie. Hey, any heat is good heat.
1: Fucking coward. Fucking
0: cowards. (laughs) Pussy. I can't think, because I don't think Nostalgia Critic did this either. Again, not saying they have to, but I feel like there's a reason why... It's really hard to get around. Like when we get to the plot, I am fascinated to hear how you're gonna do this. I I, I cannot wait to see how you describe this plot.
1: The only thing that I I noticed, because uh, I did a little more research into it, because I was just baffled and curious. The one cost-cutting measure that I thought was quite interesting that he did, and I don't know how you would been able to control it, was that he did some of the stuff where he's like recorded real conversations. Yes. And then he also brought in Black Panthers and things like that to record, just told him to talk and he'd edit it. Mm-hmm. And just, I was like, that's a pretty interesting way of, well, it's union busting a little bit for not having to pay voice actors. But, right. you know, it's like, okay, that he was, at least there seems to be a, an attempt that he was trying to get it like as real as possible.
2: Yeah, sure. But, and those, uh, there are th- three moments in the film where those kind of real conversations come up.
1: But it's, like you said in, a, in our chat before this movie, it's just, even with all that, it still just felt like a giant swing and a miss for things he was trying to do. At least yeah. to somebody that's probably, what, we're probably two generations removed from people that would have at least got some of the satire.
2: Yeah, I mean, Gen X was still, was still too young,
1: right? Yes, yeah, so it is. They came, was, at, like,
2: is a they came of age in the 80s, so... They're just getting boring. Okay, well, we're going to try to do get into the plot. And before we do, I think, Dan, you have kind of a little message. I do, and it's a message of hope and love and
0: anti-Fritz the Cat. I wanted to plug our good friend Tia from Geek Vibes Nation with her podcast, The Top Ten with Tia, a weekly podcast where Tia and her crew tackle a number of entertaining topics like the Top Ten Movies of the Year or the Top Ten Worst On-Screen Couples, etc. This podcast has it all... Don't miss out. So that's uh, every week. I think this week they did the top ten, the top ten prematurely
2: canceled shows or something like that. Sure. Yeah. Top ten shows canceled too soon. Does there that sound? There you go.
0: Yeah. yeah. So you know they had Daredevil on, the whole Marvel Netflix series and all that. Sure. So yeah, there's just a lot of interesting topics. And Tia is a great person. She's uh, she's one of the leaders of Geek Vibe Nation. So go check it out. Every Big week. fan of the show. She is. Yeah. She. Has a glowing endorsement every time we post something. I don't know if she's lying
2: because she's like, <laughs> "You guys are hilarious." i like, "That's, that's just your true.
0: self-confidence, Dan." I was like, "That's not true. We're not hilarious. We're, we're at least
2: funnier than Fritz we're... the Cat."
0: Well, uh, well, that's true. Yeah. Yes. That I I don't think I laughed at all. I, were there jokes in this movie?
2: Well, that's that was like a lot of the glowing reviews in the 1970s was about how funny it is, and I, mean, I just I don't fucking see it, man. <laughs> you
0: no. Know, yeah, even at that age, I mean, I know humor, it changes through the decades, but where? Where was the humor? Yeah, I don't know.
1: Just want to give, uh, she hasn't done it already, a free topic for Tia, top 10 moments in Snowpier.
0: Ooh. So, she her. loves that. She, she's a big uh, Christopher Evans fan, I think.
1: Yeah. So anytime yeah, me, Christopher Me, Evans me and her yelled at Jawan to watch the last time I was on the podcast. <laughs> so i
0: we'll yeah. film. Yeah. yeah.
2: Which is what we don't cover here.
0: Right, <laughs> hey, That that has no place
2: within these walls. <laughs> yeah, so we're going to get into the plot. But before we do, we're going to hear a couple more messages from Friends of the Podcast. So we will be right back. Hey, everyone. This is Steve. And this is Adam. And we're part of the Hot Nation USA podcast.
1: Pittsburgh's number three craft beer podcast.
2: Join us every Friday for new beer reviews. We'll talk about the news, history, and homebrewing. Plus, we'll sit down with the best brewers and industry personalities that'll have us. So, whether you're a casual drinker, a hazy boy hophead, or even if you're a whale hunting cellar hoarder, just search Hop Nation USA on Apple, Spotify,
1: or your favorite podcatcher and join the nation.
2: subscribe to the best little horror house in philly and i'll see you boils and ghouls over there welcome back and now it's time to get into the plot of 1972's fritz the cat we open on title card says just the 1960s and we open on a conversation between three steel workers about sending their kids to college and having their daughter living with a guy this is one of those conversations that were real recorded by ralph bakshi i think threw it in the movie and then we immediately get dick Horse dick, to be specific, as one of them stands up on steel beam to pee, and he winds up peeing on a passerby, a hippie specifically. Then we get Fritz the Cat. Definitely sets the tone for this movie. Yeah. (laughs) Guy getting pissed on. So we get some titles, and then we uh, open up on Washington Square Park, where we get a hype song for Fritz the Cat, similar to something you'd hear in Shaft or something, talking about how he's. You know, fought a whole bunch of men and laid a whole bunch of women and been there, been everywhere. But Fritz, as far as we can tell, hasn't done a damn thing of any interest in his entire life. He's just a boring old college kid who's playing uh, shitty guitar in Washington Square Park, which has a bunch of college kids playing shitty guitar there. The one thing that I don't understand in this movie... So a lot of the animals,
0: they they have like the whole Winnie the Pooh thing going on where they only wear a shirt and no pants. Yeah. So we've already established that there's Dick in this movie Mm -hmm. very quickly. Right. We see Dong. So why are we not just constantly seeing Dong in this movie?
2: (laughs) It's a good question. I know cats, if you ever owned a cat, know that you don't see Dick usually. Really? Oh, yeah. I didn't. I always thought
0: that cats don't have dicks. It's just all they're all female. Cats are all uh, female. <laughs> nope. And there dogs are, are
2: all male. Male cats. There are all there are male cats. And if you've ever seen a cat penis, you you lose sleep after it because it is uh, not a sight to see. I'm actually about to lose sleep talking about it, to yeah. be honest. So we're gonna move on. <laughs> we're gonna move on. <laughs> this is this is what Fritz's cat does to us. We're talking about cat penis. But yeah. anyway, <laughs> Fritz is there with his college buddies, and he's trying to trying to meet girls with these guitars, as any white college kid would do. Uh, trying to play shit awful music. They get a, three girls come, come by, so they break out their guitars, and he screeches like a cat would screech if you kind of ran him over. And then they go off and start talking to a crow. And <laughs> here's the first part where it's oh. difficult to say. So Fritz is upset. That the girls go and talk to the crow, but he doesn't say crow or black person. He uses the. He uses uh, a derogatory term. Yeah. A certain suit in a deck of cards, and yes. we're not talking about clubs. So.
0: Yeah. Oh, God. It's so cringeworthy.
2: Yeah. And the drawing of the crow is even more cringeworthy because they are basically faceless. He's got a pair of sunglasses on, but otherwise, he is a complete void of. Details other than the clothes he wears as the girls talk to the crow about just how progressive they are and saying is like why can't james earl jones ever play a man that's not what not black yeah. something to the effect of you know people say that jewish people are the closest thing to black people and i'm part jewish oh so. that's right what the hell <laughs> what the hell
1: yeah and then Where even more yeah, and then even more mundane when she says she took some black studies classes yeah. in school. Like, everything not- about this conversation was bad.
0: The only thing they were missing was basically one of them saying, I have a black friend. Yeah. That's all they needed to complete this What's racist... I, I don't even... It's not even a trifecta because they said a bunch of things, but... Yeah, they've said uh, plenty
2: of things. It's supposed to be kind of shining a light on kind of performative progressiveness. It's sort of like in get out when bradley whitford's like uh, oh i would have voted for obama if, uh, for a third term if i could have that sort right. of kind of thing so it's kind of it's trying to hold that same light up to the racist white progressives mm-hmm. i should say you know if you're saying racist white conservatives and you, the caricature of that is a ku klux klan member right and the racist white progressives are kind of the what we're seeing here very su- more subtle subtle racism rather than overt
0: Right. I think it's supposed to be these people who think they're helping. Yes. When in
2: turn, when in turn, they're really, they're dumb. They're just, and they're that, not doing anything. That becomes anything a theme. Help. And yeah. That becomes a theme with serious consequences towards the middle of the film. So the girls fawn over all this crow. Eventually, he, he pipes up and he basically says, I'm gay. You girls are barking up the wrong tree. Is that Peace what that out, meant? Bitches. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, I didn't know what that was. Yeah. I I didn't really know. I was like, oh, I guess he's just telling him to fuck off or whatever.
2: <laughs> in, like, 60s slang. I was like, no. I don't know. But, yeah. okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> so Fritz kind of sees this whole thing play out, and then as the girls are left, they're kind of slack-jawed. He kind of comes over and acts like some sort of tortured genius in order to get the attention of the three girls. He kind of just talks about how how his whole life is misery and all this kind of performative bullshit. Um, and they kind of, they fall for it it. And he eventually takes them up to a pot party that his friends are having, Who are just a bunch of hippies, a bunch of people smoking weed. There's probably some other drugs happening. Uh, but mostly what we're seeing is just a whole bunch of people smoke pot. And he's like, Hey, can I hang out with these chicks? And they're like, well, we're all kind of full. Like, well, the bathroom's not full. We're going in there. So, Takes them to the bathroom, gets them in the tub, and takes off all their clothes, and then they fuck. Yeah. And you see everything. Oh yeah.
0: You like, oh man, I I was shocked because <laughs> I was like, all right, you're gonna see some boob. I right. understand that, but you see more than that. Yep. And it's disturbing. Um, unnecessary. And I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy to see any of that. <laughs> yeah. It probably
2: awakened a, f- a bunch of furries first time. Yeah. <laughs> it
0: could have. I, I was texting some friends from work about it, and one of them asked me, "Well, are you aroused?" <laughs> I was like, "Who gets aroused to this?" And then, yep, yep furries. That makes a hundred percent sense. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's perfect sense. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um. So uh they're fucking in the bathroom um well the party's going on and then the cops show up guess what they're pigs you get it <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah
0: that's i think that's what i messaged you guys like oh that's super original they're okay. pigs i get i totally understand what they were going for what i that, don't understand is that they
2: i feel like they got the roles reversed right yes yeah. okay so you know what i'm talking about right yeah so, so there's a rookie cop and uh Veteran cop of a few years at the very least. Um, and the rookie cop sounds like this gruff kind of, you know, open the fucking door kind of thing. And yep. then the uh the veteran cop is poking like this. Yeah, he kind of sounds like a hick. Yeah. Yeah. And he's and, apparently Jewish. Right. Right.
0: I don't. I don't yeah. know why they needed to throw that in there, but I, I I couldn't. Maybe they were trying to put that trope on its head where the the slow witted guy is the actual uh one in, in charge mm-hmm. and then the big tough guy is, is new to town but it, it didn't make any sense it didn't help it would have been so much better had they been reversed no yeah right yeah, it would made more sense guy right yeah there's some things that you don't change keep <laughs> the the dumb guy as the rookie and you
2: keep the big badass guy as you know the corrupt asshole yeah um, so the cops show up and they're like, well, this is where this party is happening. And then we heard about, I'm go bust up this, uh, this pop party. Um, so they come up the stairs and meanwhile, uh, Fritz is having a good old time with the three girls and then his buddies kind of walk in and it was like, Hey, what are you doing in here? Let's want give me some of that action going on. Jesus. So, so one of the guys gets in the tub and then the other guy gets in the tub. And before you know it, there's about like a dozen people in the tub. Everybody's fucking except for Fritz. The, the entire time this is happening, by the way,
0: the dialogue that is being spoken in the scene mm-hmm. is complete and utter nonsense. Yep. It, the, the, most of the dialogue in this movie is complete bullshit yes. and it means nothing. Yeah. Like they're saying lines. But it has nothing to do with the scene. It doesn't yeah. further the plot. It's just utter nonsense, pretty much. Um, like, what, the, the Aardvark is talking about like making it and how he's bad at smoking pot and like, like en- existential crisis, uh, crises. Yeah. Like what the hey, hell is going on? Hey, there's an orgy going on a foot behind you, dude, and you're talking about like existential shit.
1: It's the '60s, man. And I don't get so- it.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, the cops bust down the door, uh, to the apartment and the bathroom door, and then they beat everybody unconscious, except for Fritz, who hides in the toilet, um, and then one of the cops, uh, the, the cat, the cat girl gets kind of tossed in, off the pile and into the arms of the rookie cop, uh, so the, that cop starts having sex with the cat girl, and Fritz kind of emerges. They had the
1: very uncomfortable scene where she seduces him at first.
2: Sure. And yeah. it
1: shows everything.
2: Yeah, nice? she kind of opens up her legs and then closes them. And then, like, she sticks her boobs in his face and he gets a, a huge erection. <laughs> he does. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. The I, the one thing that I like they kept,
0: uh, I don't know, sometimes in old cartoons, I don't know if you notice this, but, like, when someone is all beat up or, like, dirty, they'll put a bandage in the shape of an X on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when they show the cop banging the cat, he has a bandage on his ass mm-hmm. for some reason. But <laughs> I I thought that was that was very cute. I'm glad they kept that.
2: Of all the <laughs> things that they kept, they they decided to stick with that. Okay. <laughs> so Fritz uh, kind of floats out of the toilet because he's high as fuck. Uh, he steals the cop's gun and shoots the toilet, which floods the apartment and everyone gets swept away. And then we get cut to a scene where a few rabbis are reading from the Torah at a synagogue. This is another one of those scenes where Ralph actually was recording uh, a few people. And I think these two people talking are actually relatives of his. Um, and then the scene at the synagogue, Fritz, Fritz hides out while the cops search for him. He sneaks into the ladies' room and I he, like, assaults a woman, I think? They never make it—I I don't know, but it, it's it's like he tells her to—
0: i guess keep quiet well, right or something he, i don't he, know
1: he theoretically assaults every woman he comes in contact with in that's a great point. sure yes
0: <laughs> uh, um, i never really
2: thought of it but yeah he he puts
0: himself on every woman he comes
2: across pretty much yes and he doesn't even, he doesn't even ask permission to just like just feel him up out over the, over the sweater or under the sweater either way
0: yeah i mean and i guess the f- whole free love movement was going on but sure he's a little too free with his
2: love you know what i mean <laughs> um so the cops show up and they search high and they search low eventually knocking down the lady's room door and out comes the cop fritz and an immigrant woman who has had her blouse torn um so yeah and it's in fritz's hands the uh, the ripped clothing so something I, happens i think the problem here
0: other than everything is at any Given ch- like any chance they get to show boob, they take that chance, Sure. and it's really like gratuitous, you know. Like if you're gonna do it, I get it, but I mean, th- there's a scene when they're they're driving through town and they go through like a clothes line, like you know where people would hang their clothes, old school style, and it knocks a woman off the window, and her shirt comes off for no reason. Right. Like, any reason they could get to show. Animal teat, I guess. Is that how you would say it? teats Sure. <laughs> they they do it, and it's it really loses its luster after the first few minutes. I got tired of seeing animal. Boob.
2: Wow, just like Fifty Shades of Grey. Yep. Yeah. It <laughs> really they, this turned me off animal boob. You lost <laughs> um, me, Ralph. Yeah. So while this is happening, a radio announcement comes over the uh, over the radio at the synagogue says that the U.S. will be sending arms to Israel in exchange for the return of New York and Los Angeles. So yeah. that's a uh, an <laughs> oofer if I ever heard one. What, explain that to me. What does that mean? So what they're basically saying is that Israel controls both Ca- uh, Los Angeles and New York. So it was supposed to be they
0: like, control the media type yeah. of thing? Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. I just
2: wanted to double check.
0: Mm-hmm. It, yeah, that was no, no good. No good. Yeah. That's what is that? Strike two? Strike. Where, yeah, where are strike we? Strike a lot.
2: Yeah. Strike a lot. All right, I think so we're we're going to strike out the side. The on side. Uh, <laughs> okay. We're going for perfect game here, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Killed uh, Steve Nebraska on this one. <laughs> <laughs> I dig it. I dig it. So the rabbis rejoice and dance and the Jewish cop has a mental breakdown over the fact that the rookie cop danced, even though he's not Jewish, which came out of nowhere. Let yeah, um, yeah. me cut to New York. At the NYU dorm room, and Fritz talks to his roommates as they try to study for exams. And meanwhile, he has a self-important monologue about how unimportant college is, that the world is happening around them. As a poet and a writer, he keeps he keeps saying that he needs to be out there living life. Um, so he decides to take a match to all his books and papers, and eventually the fire gets out of hand, and we and the the dorm room catches on fire, and we cut out with no idea of what happens. Uh, this is essentially the end of this story. And we get a long interlude as Bo Diddley pl- plays. A crow dances as an establishing shot of Harlem slowly gets bigger. And we have yeah. the scene in a Harlem bar. Are you going to say up, Mark?
1: Yeah, uh, just, just groaning at the whole, yeah. you know, transition.
2: Yeah. Uh, this this is where kind of where the movie gets very problematic, as we'll say. Uh, Harlem bar scene where, like, once again, we have these random conversations um, between the patrons um, and we get more of these depictions of crows as black people. Um, one of the most de- offensive des- depictions of people of color I've ever seen. Yeah. And um, Fritz walks into this Harlem bar, and he is immediately not fitting in there. The, uh, the bartender kind of uh, ignores him, as 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 just about everybody else. And then Fritz Fritz walks into uh, a crow playing pool by the name of Duke, who despite what he does. Uh, no matter what he does when he's playing pool, he can't sink a single ball. Um, and this is kind of where the movie gets the closest to say, play, creating an overall point as uh, the scenes with Duke. Um, but it's kind of undermined, as we mentioned with the reprehensible depiction of the pa- bar patrons. Um, Cause Fritz is kind of like, you know, I'm here in Harlem because I get it, man. I'm, I'm, I know about race relations. I, you know, I've read about it in school and uh, Duke kind of basically just says, uh, "You don't know what the fuck you're talking about because you're not a crow. And until you're a crow, you're never gonna understand what the the race the race uh, instability Keys. is like." Um, so they're talking, and then Fritz accidentally knocks Duke's pool cue, and then all the balls go into the hole. So Duke kind of takes a shine to him, and he's like, "I'm gonna buy you a drink, Fritz." And Fritz immediately calls yeah. the bartender. <sighs> oh yeah the, the, i mean that was i feel
0: like that's probably is that worse than the first thing they called them? yes it is right in in terms the, of
1: implication
0: the hierarchy yeah. of yeah. terrible things to call african-americans <laughs> yeah, they, yeah they they run the they do everything but the big one right? yes uh right. well
2: fritz never uses it let's just say that right oh do you love it a lot of,
0: used. oh yeah it, you're right it is okay yeah,
1: yeah. Mm. yeah the uh the the only thing is I think this is the only time where something despicable is said and there actually seems to be a consequence to it
0: slightly. Mm-hmm. But not even because then Duke sticks up for Fritz. Well yeah. that's
2: the thing. It's all all the um know, the implications and the the rep what am I trying to say? Re- repercussions? All the repercussions uh happen to Duke and the people around Fritz rather than Fritz yeah. himself. And, oh,
0: interesting okay
2: so it's basically how
0: the crows are paying for the price paying the price of the cat
2: correct um okay. so they ba- basically uh the the relationship between duke and fritz and uh, creates that and it's ultimately the reason for duke's downfall reason right. why duke spoiler alert eventually dies is because of fritz and fritz sees no um no consequences for any of his actions especially in this sequence of events right
0: yeah it's and it, it just this is such a heavy movie to begin with i think yeah. uh and it, it really has some light-hearted parts where there shouldn't be mm-hmm. you know so it's like people are getting beaten oh but then they go on a road trip uh, there's people getting shot at and killed uh, but then there's like a joke right afterwards and you know fritz is calling people you know african-americans boy and then he's having sex with a crow it's like what the hell's going on it's so racially it, like tonally everything it's just deaf in any yeah. sense of the word
2: yeah like and I, like i said earlier this is kind of where it's the closest to making a point this relationship between duke and fritz mm-hmm. overall where he what this movie is trying to say is basically like You know, rich white college kids—they're, you know—they're joining the revolution and they think they're helping, but they're not. You know, the the riot in this movie happens because of Fritz. Nobody is asking for a revolution. Um, Duke is telling him, you know, you're you're gonna start shit. Stop. But he's like, no, this needs to be said. Everybody's got to rise up and over overtake the oppressors. And everybody's like, you need to shut the fuck up, man. Right. (laughs) But again, it's it's so. So Duke sticks up for fritz I
0: and I kind of I thought it was clever how they dis, they played the whole white and black thing with cat and crow because mm-hmm. obviously throughout you know in animal in the animal kingdom cats hunt birds and other animals so they kind of took it that way instead of it just being like oh as a white man you know I've caused black people misery but at the same time they 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 tell you that white and black people
2: exist you know what I mean mm-hmm
0: so I, I don't will say know.
2: I will correct you on one thing. Mm-hmm. Um, they depict black people as crows in this movie, right? And then white people are everything else they want to be.
0: Oh, so it's <laughs> yeah, like the pigs, the aardvark, the uh, the dogs, whatever, rabbits,
2: horses, right? Li- the lizards, They're I guess. Lizards, all but white um, people.
0: It was just weird because they they did say Fritz does say you know as a cat I've caused crows a lot of uh inconvenience or whatever
2: like right. like heartache. He I, says something along those lines, doesn't he? Yeah, I think it, I think he's more talking about the white guilt of him. It was like us cat he's talking about like the universal cats, like us cats have kind oh. of really put you guys in you know in dire straits and he doesn't recognize the damage he does. Mm-hmm. Like during the riot, he stands up on that on that car when Duke gets shot. Duke's trying to get him off of that car when he gets shot. Yeah. And then everybody gets shot, everybody gets bombed, but nobody shoots at nobody shoots at Fritz. Right, he gets away, Scott, uh, yeah, Scott Fritz. They're not even looking for him. They walk no, right yeah. past him. Yeah, he the thinks, cops go right by him. But he thinks he's a fugitive. Right. Yeah, they don't even care about him, really. They don't give a shit about
0: him. Although, I will say it was kind of funny when he gets on the car and someone tells him to get the fuck off his car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, get the fuck off my car, man. Like, all right, that's kind of funny. I, and uh, I thought he was going
2: to get his ass beat, which he should have.
0: He should have,
2: but yeah. Uh, so as I think we bring it back, um, so the bartender and Duke kind of almost get into like a knife fight uh, in the bar because of Fritz calling the bartender uh, a boy. And then one of the other patrons kind of like tries to hold Duke back. and He's like, Hey, I uh, hear there's party going on. You, you totally got to go. And then that kind of, Diffuses the situation and duke's like all right we're well we're leaving let's go um let's go are, are you ready to what does he say swing or something like that not swing uh, are you ready to ball out or something like that <laughs> ball, you ready to get lit that's what he says
0: and I, then i forget what he because he and fritz says it and everyone laughs at him right yeah because
2: he he talks like a white kid right
0: i'm ready to ball out right that's it, it, what i said five seconds ago that's essentially what he said right yeah like oh
2: let's let's turn up guys (laughs) (laughs) hey fellow teens right (laughs) um so they they leave the bar duke finds a car that isn't locked so he decides to steal it and uh fritz pushes him out of the driver's seat and decides to drive because fritz knows better than everybody um and sure enough uh, another moment where duke is is punished for the actions of fritz he hits one of the pig cops who's been transferred to harlem after the events in the synagogue and almost shoots duke almost immediately right in the face Um, but the pig gets tossed into a black church and his pants fall down and we get to see pig dick and then one of the uh parishioners hits him in the head with a crucifix fritz continues to drive like a maniac smashing into a milk truck on the george washington bridge and then driving the car off the bridge where duke has to save his life um Duke takes Fritz to a nightclub where they meet Big Bertha, who's a prostitute. And uh, Big Bertha gets Fritz super high and they he chases her down the street into a junkyard from out of nowhere. And they're about to fuck. That's right, a cat and a, and a crow are about to fuck when she takes a look at his dick. And, well... <laughs> We've she all says, been there. Right, guys? We, we uh, She says uh, he's not black enough for him. Hey, listen, I mean, if I had a dime. <laughs> so this I, insinuates I That you, his Fritz. dick is too this, this insinuates that his dick is too small.
0: But then they want up no fucking anyway. She's so nice about it, yeah. right? I mean, I've never seen I've never heard of that happening. Ever, <laughs> right? Like, "Oh, you're not big enough." Oh, who cares? Come over here." That it never escalates beyond beyond that point, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like once you're told that you got a small dick, it's game over, man. No coming back from that. You're fucking <laughs> right, done. Hard. In right because like, that's that's all i would think about yeah like even while i was going to town i was like god i am is she feeling anything i mean, <laughs> she just two seconds ago she insulted me and now i'm i'm in her guts big Bertha's still got to get paid i uh. guess what what happens in this scene she's talking about how she misses white money and then fritz comes in and she mean mugs him right mm-hmm. she and then she's banging him
2: Well, yeah, so she has like this whole conversation with uh, uh, one of the hustlers where she's just like, man, back in the day before all these peaceful protests and all this stuff, uh, white white people used to spend their money all the time up in Harlem, you know, basically having sex with black women for money. Um, And she's like. You Know it's all at the cost of this, the civil rights and shit like that. Now it's hard finding some money, and that guy's like, There's ain't nothing nothing's wrong with the race race, uh, or the uh, the protests. There's, uh, but then I guess he walks in, Fritz walks in with his uh, his wide eyed white college kid face, and she's like, Oh, I'm about to fleece this kid for all the money and that he has. I, I don't know if she does or not, but. I just I want to take a second out of the
0: podcast to thank you, Aunt, for explaining all of this to me, because this stuff is it's like a second language. I, I have no clue.
2: <laughs> I'll gladly be your Sherpa through Fritz the Cat. <laughs> thank
0: you. Yeah,
1: yeah. I, I don't I don't think we get to that point with if she flees or not, because he literally leaves mid sex uh, yeah. with her uh, to start the revolution.
2: Yep, he has a moment of clarity mid-coitus. And he <laughs> that was says the word I was to...
1: looking for, and I couldn't <laughs> think of
2: it. <laughs> he just goes on and on about the revolution. And he jumps on a car and starts talking about rising up and taking down the oppressor, oppressors. Um, cops show up, and Fritz points them out as the source of the crow's problems. Crowd then turns on the cops, who in turn open fire on the crowd. Many people get shot. Duke tries to get Fritz to safety, and he gets shot himself. And I'd say this is the most and possibly only effective moment of the movie. Uh, it's, it's dark. Yeah. It's so dark. Uh, thematically and kind of how uh, how they portray it in this this moment is uh, he gets shot and then you hear his heartbeat as personified or how as represented by the pool balls going into the hole and it gets yeah. slower and slower until he eventually his heartbeat stops. And he dies there on the car and bleeds out into the street. Um, and this is again, this is yeah. again the the white kid causing trouble because of his privilege of that nothing's going to harm him and nothing does. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's only
0: thinking of himself essentially. Yeah. And god damn it, like that that's so. I I know I said dark, but holy shit, man. I I I, I watched watching that scene, it depressed me.
2: Yeah. It's a very depressing scene. It's a very sobering moment in a movie that I think does not work for a lot of it, but it It definitely works here. I'll give credit where credit's due. This is a very... I don't know what point we're trying to get besides what I've already mentioned, mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think I think that point could also be made without the depiction that they've created for African-American people in this. I think that, that works just fine without it. I, I give, like you said,
0: I do give it credit with the uh the the pool balls Mm -hmm. representing the heartbeat i thought that was an interesting usage and that's probably the only part of this movie where i thought that was that was well played you know yeah okay i like that Uh, everything else animation wise is just pure shit (laughs) and like and after this scene after such a harrowing scene where they bring in fucking fighter jets for no reason i don't know why they did that so they bring in fired uh fighter jets to like Bomb sweep or sweep bomb, yeah. Carpet bomb, the, the carpet Harlem. bomb, yeah. They carpet bomb Harlem, mm-hmm. and then the next scene is like Fritz hiding out in a garbage can making sex jokes, yeah. Like, what come on, man, yeah. You-
2: they the carpet bomb Harlem 12 13 years ahead of Philadelphia,
1: okay. Good, I wasn't the one that was going to mention it.
2: <laughs> Fritz creates the revolution, and uh, everybody dies except for him. And he hides out in a garbage can, waiting for his friend Winston. And she finds him in the garbage can. And she basically says, "You need to get out of the city. Uh, I got a car. Let's head west. Shit's happening that way, man." Um, so they start driving, and eventually Winston gets hungry, and she wants to stop. Now here's the question: um, Winston isn't one of the three girls, right? I thought she was because they're like the the character designs are very similar. I think yeah. she might
1: be the same animal. Sure. As one of them, but I don't think it's the same
0: person.
2: Okay. Yeah, they, they look
0: strikingly similar,
2: but very different in terms of their per, like how they're characterized. Right? Because okay. she's is she a girlfriend
0: or a friend? It it makes it sound like she's a girlfriend it's, or someone it sounds who like, likes you him. know,
2: yeah, somebody that's been in his life and he can't commit or whatever. Right. But she's very stern. Yeah. Well, I don't think uh, if African American people don't make out too well in this movie. Neither do women. That's true. Yeah, she comes off
0: as very bitchy.
2: Yeah. Um, and really, she's just telling she's telling Fritz everything he needs to hear, and he just completely ignores her. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like pretty much like she's dumb. Yeah. She doesn't know what she's talking about. I'm great. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I like the also subtle shot at San Francisco in this.
2: Mm-hmm. What was um, it?
1: Now, where she goes, oh, we're going to head out to Frisco. You know, they, they things are happening there. And I guess it's the whole doing the Summer of Love 69, you know. Yeah. You know how that became like the epicenter of that.
2: Sure. Um, so, yep. So they start driving and then she's just like, I'm hungry. And he's like, yeah, let's go to a truck stop because I want to talk to all the truckers and just get into their heads about what it's like to be a truck driver and just driving all over this country. So she takes him to a Howard Johnson and he's not happy about it. I like, guess this is a joke that would probably play better in the 70s. Yeah. It's like, Howard Johnson? Truck drivers don't go to Howard Johnson. And who who <laughs> fucking knows where Howard Johnson is right now? Nope. Um, and then we cut away, and we meet a neo-Nazi heroin-shooting rabbit biker and his oh, horse girlfriend that live in the middle of the desert. And uh, the rabbit goes driving away on the road, but is enticed back by his girlfriend with heroin. Uh, meanwhile Winston's car breaks down In the middle of the desert And Fritz doesn't know how to fix it Because he has no discernible skills To translate into the outside world And, <laughs> and a farmer stops to try and help them And uh, he beats all his chickens to death With a board um, And says he fixed it uh, he takes one look at the car And says the car ran out of gas You idiots <laughs> um, you gotta put the ca- You gotta put gas in the car Every once in a while and then he leaves and he's like, "There's a gas station about a mile back the other way I'm going this way peace out bitches so we're not talking about the animal abuse in this oh yeah it was uh it was
0: frightening, yeah yeah he beats all the chickens to fucking death with a yeah. board and a nail <laughs> yep it's it's very everything about this movie is just bad everyone's bad yep everyone's bad except well he's... the the white people are bad all all the white people are bad in this movie <laughs>
1: yeah he's He's also got some really good aim that he could, with one nail on that board, that he could kill all of those chickens.
0: So now, doesn't his entire product become useless? You would think. They're they're all dead. What are you going to do with them?
1: Depends on how close he is to where they were dropping
2: off anyway.
0: Yeah, I guess. But all I'm saying is that guy can go to hell.
2: Look, if I was buying chickens, I would want them to be alive. Right. I mean, that's just smart business sense, right? Like... I kill my chickens.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Don't do my job for me. <laughs> yeah, who knows how far he has to go. By the time he gets there, they're just rotting corpses. Like, oh, here you go. Here's your uh, here's your hundred chickens. They're all dead. Uh, well, you know, you, you didn't specify if you wanted them alive or
2: not. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I fixed them for you. Uh, so uh, Winston verbally dresses down Fritz and tells him to go get gas. She basically tells him, everything that he should hear and take to heart, but he just kind of, you know, does the yap, yap, yap kind of hand signal to the camera and ignores her completely and walks off. And I guess she never, um, you know, as far as the end of the movie, she is there waiting for him to get back with gas for the rest of the, the, the runtime. Um, so he walks off and then immediately just dumps the gas, uh, bucket that she gave him. Uh, and then we meet back up with the horse and the tweaked out rabbit and we get in a, a sense that this is a very abusive relationship. Uh, it and... it
0: re- reminded me—I don't know if you've got—Mark has probably seen this—the Always Sunny episode where they go to the Jersey Shore. Sure. Did sure. you ever see that? Yeah. And Dee and Dennis get into a van with some people, and they're like, "Oh, are, are these are these guys cool?" We go, yeah, they're cool. And they think they're just gonna go party, and they wind up like robbing a, a liquor store <laughs> and doing drugs. <laughs> That's yeah. exactly what this scene was. Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah. The, uh, yeah. And even, you know, even the person that, you know, gets victimized and all this has a moment where they're kind of a despicable, you know, person mm-hmm. in, in the scene right before that.
2: Right. When she kind of entices him back with heroin. just kind of an enabler.
1: Yeah. Yeah. yeah and then also, you know, using the F word. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. 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 That's right.
0: Good uh, point. Mark, you uh, bringing up all these things I had forgotten.
2: <laughs> it's just bumming me out, man. Yeah. Uh, so Fritz meets these two, and uh, Fritz and the rabbit have some words about the revolution. And the rabbit's like, hey, you're honest. We could probably use a guy like you. Why don't you come with us? Meet some of my friends. And he's like, sure. So they drive to a cemetery, and they introduces him to John, a fighter for the cause, who is a some sort of lizard that's in a cloak. And then they, another lizard female lizard that uh, is talking about the revolution. I think they got a, a whole bunch of uh, ammo, ammunition, and and uh, explosives that they're setting off some explosions to start the revolution. And then the horse girlfriend wants the rabbit to pay attention to her. She's like, every time you're with your friends, you never pay attention to me. And so the ra- instead of paying attention to her, the rabbit beats her with a chain, and then his friends help him gang rape her.
0: Yeah.
2: That seems like a weird time to start complaining that your boyfriend's not paying attention to you, right? Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. You're you're there to plan some sort of massacre. I'd imagine, right? They had bombs and guns and all that. So you think you want to lay low until after the meeting, like, all right, (laughs) I'll let, I'll let him hang with his friends. I'll let him have his time. And
2: then we'll shoot up heroin afterwards. There's plenty of time for that. Yeah. Uh, So she gets, and this is one of the most harrowing scenes (laughs) where she just gets the shit beat out Ah. of her. She gets absolutely
0: annihilated. I felt bad for this cartoon. Yeah. Like, can you imagine if any of them were in like Roger Rabbit? Right. It's like, oh, that's yeah. the horse that got the shit kicked out of it by uh, the tweaked out Nazi bunny and the lizard. And like Jessica Rabbit's there like, oh, my God, what the fuck is going on here? This is uh, this is not supposed to be happening. Yeah. But that's the crossover we need. Fritz and who framed Roger Rabbit? yeah absolutely and just uh what what is it the goo or uh the dip the dip Dip. they should all be just thrown in the dip every single character in the dip no problems just and you could lower them in with the you know how they did it at the end just it's like some of them like Fritz should really suffer yeah so you just like dip him in a little by little and just like let him know that he's a real complete shithead (laughs) So let's let's make this happen. Who do we yeah. call? I think Ralph Bakshi is still alive. Is he? Yeah. That's unfortunate.
2: Yeah.
0: I guess. Yeah. I know that comes off as like really mean, but you know he
2: made this, so yeah. And he made it, and it pissed off Robert Crumb.
0: Yeah, and Robert Crumb's a saint. <laughs> I know nothing about him, but I know he's a saint.
2: Well, I don't know if he's a saint. I but, don't know anything. Uh, I mean, I mean, if he was offended by. <laughs> this and this was his creation on. you said right yeah so yep. yeah
0: i mean he he's he's a golden god compared to ralph Bakshi here yeah so he
2: hated this so much he killed fritz the cat in the comics Ooh, i gotta look that up because yeah. that sounds beautiful <laughs> i hope it was like a really gruesome death uh i believe it was a, with an ice pick by his girlfriend Ooh, gangland style <laughs> nice i'm gonna um, look it up barrio west tech is <laughs> <laughs> uh so after she is raped and beaten fritz tries to comfort uh the horse who so we find out his name's harriet but then uh one of the lizard the lizard neo-nazi tells him to get in the car and she's filled the car with explosives and heads to a power plant uh fritz helps her plant explosives while he's tells her off about what a real revolution is and he has an epiphany about love being the answer to revolution and he's like i'm not gonna uh, plant these explosives after he's already done it and the neo-nazi lights the explosion explosives and then leaves and
1: essentially <laughs> you like peace fucker
2: yep. yeah peace out uh, fritz it's go time and then uh lights it and it explodes and then we get some stock footage of some explosions and nuclear fallout and then we have a fade out we fade back into hollywood where in a hospital specifically where fritz is being held um under uh police surveillance well he's in the hospital room but a nun a nun comes in and the three girls from the beginning come in the nun turns out to be harriet the horse and then fritz wakes up and he sings about he starts uh saying his kind of hype song his poem of sorts um which is all a bunch of bullshit um and then he addresses the three girls and they fuck again and that's the end of it, it goes out and, on a real high note yeah the end of Fritz the Cat, he learns nothing. Um yeah, that whole song is all about him fightin' fighting good men and fucking good women and like he doesn't fight anybody. Nope. He almost gets his ass kicked, but he uh he gets bailed gets out, out of it. Bailed out. And then he the only person that fucks him between the first scene and last scene is Big Bertha, who took pity on him.
0: Yeah, I think at one point he says he's been to all the four corners of the world. He's yep. seen everything and done everything. He's done nothing. Yep. He's never left New York, yep. as far as I know. And uh, yeah, he's just a real shithead.
2: He's a real shithead. And and
0: that's Fritz the Cat. I, I'm looking at the comic strip of him dying. It's pretty awesome. His, <laughs> his girlfriend, who I'm assuming is an ostrich? Yeah, I think it, so. It's some type of bird. Uh, just takes an ice pick right to the back of the skull, and it's it's glorious. There's a there's a chunk uh, sound effect in there. There's even a little uh, there's a little uh, word box that points to the ice pick, and she says hi yourself, asshole, and he's dead, he's dying on the ground.
2: Yeah, I think he makes a a misogynist joke, so she kills him. Yeah, what is it? He uh, he kicks her in the
0: butt. Uh, one, uh here's one final gesture of my love before i go and then oh he calls her a foolish female and she runs up on him does him dirty (laughs) good good for him yeah i mean i've never been happier to see a cartoon animal die yeah this guy
2: sucks (laughs) he absolutely does he's the worst in a in a movie full of terrible characters we follow the worst one yeah
0: yeah and like you said i get what he was trying to I get the message Mm -hmm. that they were trying to uh, come across here where, you know, these rich entitled white people are thinking that they're helping, starting a revolution, helping African-Americans, whoever, and they're really the the cause of it or they're just so ill-informed that -hmm. it
2: causes more problems. Yeah. I don't know what his, his answer to that is though. I I think that's, I think that's the biggest thing. He totally misses the mark. Yeah. Like, well, okay, you're, you're criticizing this, but what's what's the answer mm-hmm. to? Is it these people not help? <laughs> right, and like no one gives him
0: a lesson, right? None of none of the crows sit him down and explain anything. Right, uh, Duke tells him, "You're not going to understand our plight unless you're one of us, you know, unless you're a black person. You're not going to understand the the plight of the black man." Right, but other than that, no one really explains to him how to to co- like affect Real change.
2: Right, and I don't think he would listen either.
0: I think it's that's the point. possible. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but I'm glad he's dead, even though he's fictional. I hope he <laughs> never comes back.
2: Uh, I don't think so. I think Robert Crumb is uh has passed on. So
0: well, no one Hollywood should stay stay away from this. Don't reboot it. I don't want some fucking suit at Paramount or whatever to come across <laughs> like, oh, this made 90 million dollars in 1972. We got to do this again. And we'll get Billy Crystal to voice. <laughs> uh, Fritz yes. The Cat. Yeah. Uh, I feel like Billy Crystal would probably rather throw himself off a building than <laughs> voice Fritz the Cat.
2: Yeah, he's like, I got Monsters, ink money. I don't need to do this. Yeah, shit. I don't. I don't need this. No, James, uh, James, James Woods James Woods. James Woods is probably the number one on the, the Kickstarter. You Help me so? reboot Fritz the Cat. There's got to be some Own the libs.
0: Right, there's got to be someone out there. It's like, yeah, Fritz the Cat man really speaks to me, and I I pity that person.
2: <laughs> uh, is there anything you would do to make this better?
0: Uh, yeah, like I said, I think it would be pretty cool to put Fritz the Cat into Who Framed Roger Rabbit, where it's kind of like Roger versus Fritz, and it's just like Roger just beats the shit out of Fritz the Cat, and you, like you get the other cartoon characters in there. You get Mickey, yeah. you get Bugs. And they just you take just, turns.
1: And you just have the cutaway that's like the Simpsons thing, where they they yell that he's already
0: dead. <laughs> right. <laughs> stop it. Stop it. He's already And they just keep going. Yeah. <laughs> they just desecrate his body. It, it, it'll be great. Uh, and, and, man, in terms of making it better, obviously you can't have it X-rated because you're not going to be able to do much with it. Although, I guess... Joke's on me, because this made a shit ton of money, so well, <laughs> I guess you can do stuff with it.
1: Ant would probably know better than, than definitely me. Um, it said at the end, you know, the X rating was for 16 and over.
0: Yes. I like how they leave it towards the end of the movie, by the way. <laughs> like, oh, by the way, you just watched an X-rated movie. No shit. Thank you. I cu- Couldn't have figured Let's... that out with all the, the cat vagina and horse dick that I've seen in this movie.
1: Was that pretty standard in the early seventies that X was 16 and over?
2: Yeah. I mean, it's the precursor to NC 17 more than uh, rated R. because rated R allows kids with parental guidance, but this is no admittance to anyone on their 16.
0: Yeah. I don't know. How how could you possibly make this better? I I mean, you definitely make the uh, characters who are representing black people, not crows. That's number one. Mm. You can make them any other animal. Any animal doesn't matter dog yeah. cat your choice there's a ton of animals out there uh I'm actually surprised they didn't go the more obvious route if yeah. I don't know if mm-hmm. I want to say it you know right yeah uh but I mean this is obviously in that time period that also sufficed that animal sufficed i guess it,
1: it was it was very s- simple the reason he chose a crow is because crows are always depicted as like jet black in their feet
0: right uh, Dumbo uh yeah. So, was it song of the south i think yeah that uh just all so racist yep i i, I don't know how we've done this <laughs> <laughs> i really don't get it i really don't
1: uh, yeah well so many of the cartoons back then i mean there's that whole thing on disney plus where they have to put like a like a thing before the movie going you know things were different when this movie was created you
2: have know, they put yeah. any of that stuff on there they, i know yeah.
0: i know looney tunes did it I, th- yeah. I think on Disney plus they have done sort yeah with certain, yeah a lot of
1: the older Mickey stuff and stuff gotcha. like that you know
0: gotcha yeah it's it's good to see where we've come yeah. as society as f- how far we have progressed but like god damn man we let a lot of things slide like I wonder if someone's out there you know how you have the like the certain people who are like oh life was so much better back in the day where you know people weren't easily offended do you think that this is okay? Like, is this what you're talking about? Yeah, right. no one was yes. offended by this. It is, right, Mark? This is exactly what they're talking about. This is they exactly want to be able yeah. to
1: say this shit, right? And I want do to be this to... way
0: towards women. I want to be able to show Fritz the cat at a movie theater and not feel guilty about it.
1: <laughs> I want to be able to use the words used in this movie, and right. you know, even and... the one, even the one from a deck of cards. Right. You know, want to be able to use that. Want to be able to just grab a woman by the breast when I'm trying to, you know, seduce her. Right. And it not be an issue.
2: Yeah, that's my move. Right. <laughs> right. You're taking my thunder. Uh, Mark, is there anything that you would do to make this movie better? Uh,
1: and have uh, I don't know. <laughs> I I was gonna say have Duke just pull a gun out and kill Fritz in the bar, <laughs> but um, yeah, there there's not much you can do because. Like I said, it, it's one of those things where everything we would suggest to make it better are the very obvious things. Yeah. Um. You know, the and, you know, it would be the same way. Like I made the point at the beginning of the podcast. It Not to the same extent because it's not. But it would be like asking someone like 10 years from now who's currently 13 to watch either the South Park movie or, you know, or even maybe even Sausage Party or something like that. And have them ask them how to make it better because their response would be, I just make a completely different movie. Right. You know, it it, it just feels like being two generations removed from from the satire means I can't, I would like, I would pull 90% of this movie out.
2: Sure. You'd lose, you're saying anything you would say would lose the essence of what this movie actually is? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I would say. There's a couple, of, you know, I'm not disagreeing with you. I think that there is a lot a lot of things I would remove. I think if you're going to be simple with it, um, he's either got to die in that explosion and not come back and roll credits at that point, or he has to come out of that with a, a moment of realization. There needs to be a lesson learned because I think that's what's missing for me in terms of the satire. Um, you know, if... Like as as I said before, like if Bakshi's point is that, you know, white people are progressive white people are causing more problems than than they're solving by getting their putting their nose in in civil rights, then what's his solution is is a question for me. It's like, well then if these people are trying to be allies regardless of them being more harm than good, then what's his solution for how they could be better at that? If that's his point. Um, otherwise, it's just it's just a whole bunch of crows in this movie. Um, and yeah. if if you're not trying if if you're not trying to bring a message across that is more co- progressive than the progressives that you're criticizing, if you're not doing that, then what are you doing? Then you're showing black people as crows and very racist at that. <laughs> you know. Um, and I think from a 48 year perspective, I think a lot of that is lost without that. That end button of at least at the very least, if there is no answer, then at the very least Fritz recognizing the kind of harm he's done to a lot of people, um, rather than just playing his song at the end and not learning a fucking thing. Yeah. Like he doesn't even really he never notices that Duke is killed. No. Yeah. Yeah. They don't mention him again. Nope. He dies alone in the street in the gutter. And that's sad fritz pays no mind to it he is unaware of the effect that he has on the world around him yeah pretty terrible pretty terrible yeah. so that's an
0: uplifting story i was gonna say like there's really there's no redeeming quality in this movie there no. if you listen to this you're gonna you're i hope you're
2: sad by proxy yeah yeah i mean if, if you have a, a different reading to this movie that that shows that it's not everything we just said i would love to hear it to be honest with you
1: yeah and he even found a way to cheap out on the music rights by buying that billy holiday song for 35 dollars
2: mm-hmm. yep which is fuck to get that song for 35 dollars <laughs> billy holiday
0: <Right. laughs> uh, yeah i feel like again there's nothing of content like nothing
2: worthwhile yeah it almost doesn't this- even feel right to to plug our shit at the end of this episode. Yeah, <laughs> right. Because then it's, uh, I don't know. This was a
0: black hole of a movie.
1: Yeah, we can just do the bare minimum. You know, we have Stranger Things, Game Ball, Twitch, Twitter. You guys know at this point. Yep.
2: We got yeah. some. We got some reflecting to do. Yeah. I'm gonna go week.
0: bathe in some bleach or something. Yes. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So join us
2: next week when we cover Black Devil Doll. Right, man. Oh
0: God. <laughs> At least that movie is fucking just ridiculous, ridiculously bonkers and not in like a, it it, it doesn't take itself seriously. That that's a fucking masterpiece compared to this movie
2: as, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. This uh, movie, yeah. God so damn, I th- I think, yeah, I think honestly, I think we're going to forego kind of the plugs for, cause it doesn't seem to be the right note to end on when we got serious actually on this podcast for probably the first time ever.
0: Hey, I was gonna say, aren't we a comedy podcast?
2: I I think I think we mined what we could out of this. I think I don't I don't regret doing this movie. I think it's an interesting movie to cover because of its cultural significance. Um, and it sucked, so that's still right up our alley. So like, listen, like, don't ever make us do something something like this again.
0: <laughs> All right, just don't. That's it. Maybe I, I should give you guys some veto power. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm too lazy to veto anything. <laughs> once you met, once you
2: uh, recommend something, I just kind of go, yeah, that's a great idea. Let's do that. No, like I said, I'm I'm glad we did it because I think it it's a change of pace in a way, but I think it still hits hits the what we're trying to do here. Mhm. There's uh, not a lot of the, there's not a lot of comedy to mine in this movie. Absolutely, I think it would be a disservice to the movie that we have just watched to, you know, just try and say some one-liners.
0: Um, I mean, you could say whatever you want to justify watching this ant, sure. if that
2: makes you feel better. It does. All right, I'm with so you. I think that's gonna wrap it up this week. We'll be back next week. Next week is going to be Saint Patrick's Day, so that means leprechaun. Uh, <laughs> so it'll be a little more. Uh, it'll, it'll be a little more upbeat next week. But yeah, I, I'm breathing a sigh of relief already. It's yeah. a huge weight lifted off my chest now. <laughs> All right, so that's going to wrap it up for us. Uh, Check us out next week. We'll be back. Uh, The director of Fritz the Cat is Ralph Bakshi. So I don't think we've ever meant it more than this week. Um, For Dan Aquino and Mark Myers, this is Anthony Delvecchio telling Ralph Bakshi to go fuck himself.